baby. May 10th, 2019. Let's get it on. I am Micah. This is Brad. <laughs> Threw off my timing there. What's up, buddy? What's up? I wasn't expecting the long... Happy Friday, motherfucker. Drawn out deal there, but How thank you. How many podcasts are bringing you three pieces of content a week? Nobody. Nobody's fucking doing that for you except us. All right, I'm, I'm done yelling. God damn, it's good to be back. And guess who else is here, Brad? Who? Elgar's and Peter the Irish guy. You got it right. Otherwise known as the High and Tight crew, or I think, I'm, I want to run something by y'all. We call you the Tight and High crew. Oh. oh. I like where you're coming up. Because somebody has a High and Tight podcast, but I, I think Tight and High is just funny. And it's true. And it's true. <laughs> it, it describes so much about what you do and who you are. Absolutely. Right, I'm tall. He's got a tight fresh, fresh fade. It loses yeah. the uh, like fade, like the haircut fade is what I was kind of thinking of, the high and tight. When you say tight and high, now I just think you're cool and you're high. <laughs> Both <laughs> of those things are true. Absolutely. Well, I, anyway. I think you're clever. I, I, I'm just glad these fuckers are here. Welcome back. We've, we are going to bring you perhaps the best episode in the history of this podcast today. It's very exciting. Uh, before we get to it, I should mention that uh, Mind of Micah is still quite lit. As the kids say, you should check it out. We had uh, three pieces of content there this week as well. We're working hard for you. Uh, we did uh, Micah's Read of the Week. We did uh, yesterday Micah's Mailbag. There's also How Was Your Weekend with Bush and Friends. So check out Mind of Micah and support our sponsors. All right, that's it. No more promos. Let's get to it. Hoops last night. We are barreling towards three game sevens. Uh, the Sixers bounce back, win 112 to 101 at home. Jimmy, a.k.a. James Get Buckets Butler goes for 25. As we predicted, he would have a big night, and he really actually stepped up and played like a man. Uh, Embiid bounced back a little bit. He had 17 and 12, still below his season averages, but you know at least he, he looked like a real basketball player. Kawhi had 29 in the loss. Uh, thoughts on this, Pete? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I just wanted to say that my, uh, my prediction on Celtics in five uh, last week didn't really go as uh, as planned. I like you how you're owning this. You and Paul yeah. Pierce are almost as bad. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty shocking how that series went. It's not shocking that the Bucks won, but it's shocking how convincingly I think that they won. Mm. Um, it was over. Yeah, it was. It was. Like, yeah. Kyrie, obviously Kyrie's numbers were pretty fucking horrendous. Uh, it looks like he's checked out, to be honest. And I think you could end up seeing him go back to uh, LeBron James. <laughs> you think he's going I, to LA I don't now? know. I have a feeling about that. Like, he, he had a great thing there, and he thought he would go get something better somewhere else, and I don't know if he did. Well, now he's gone fishing because yeah. he's on vacation. Yeah, he is on vacation. One, two, three, Cancun. <laughs> uh, the, so back to the Raptors. Well, uh, before we get back to the yes, we had a lot of fun trashing uh, Kyrie yesterday, and we're going to do it again today for, oh. for another minute. I didn't mean to take that away from you. Elgar's over here. Sent me a stat that I could not believe. Did you did you verify? No, I didn't verify. <laughs> you don't, you think you don't need says, to because I gave it to you. you That's think right. He's a journalist. He no. speaks well. I I am. I do have a degree from the world's first and finest journalism school. The, the uh, Missouri that was school many years ago, sir. Shut up. Kyrie had a hundred and four shots and a hundred and two points. More shots than points. Do you think, Garz, you're not a basketball guy, but what do you think? Do you think that's good? Not a basketball guy, but I'm pretty sure when you look at those numbers on paper. They're trash. Straight trash. That's when volume shooting goes wrong. I mean, I think when you shoot shots, you're supposed to make shots. Is that correct? 
I think that's right. Yes. Yeah, that's the idea. Okay, possible. so he's doing it wrong. Yeah, it's trash. He was doing it all wrong. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, fuck that guy. Is that is that enough? I, Have you trashed him properly? Can I we move on to actual games? so much. I don't know. Okay, yeah, let's talk about the games. Uh Philly, Good night, Kyrie. Philly won Sweet last Prince. night. Brad, do you have any any thoughts on on the win last yeah, night? Yeah, you you mentioned Embiid. He had a pretty decent stat line, but his his field goal percentage was trash. He went five for fourteen. Um, yeah, for a big man, that's awful. He's struggling, man. Like, and he what the real difference maker in this was obviously Jimmy buckets went off and was a hero. But the real deal here is that Simmons showed up, went nine for thirteen, got him into like fast break transition basketball, played D. Was active on the offensive end. He had eight boards, six assists. If Ben Simmons can play aggressively, it's a different team. Like it changes the entire dynamic of of the 76ers roster. So like the thing he's been doing is just passing the ball after he cross, brings it up past half court and then stands on the three point line and like doesn't even ask for it back. Like so, if he can kind of get himself involved and especially if he's shooting that kind of percentage around the uh, from the field, nine for thirteen is crazy. Um, it's a totally different ball game. So we'll see if that's something that he can build on and continue into uh, Game 7, but I, I'm not that confident he can. I think he's kind of up and down, and I don't think he's quite there yet in his maturity in the league. So I think he's a great talent, but, you know, sometimes you get little peaks of, of his brilliance, but we'll see if he can't do that uh, on multiple games. We shall see. Uh, also, last night, the Blazers crushed the Nuggets 119-108. I believe I had that. I did have that. Brad did buy me lunch today. I did Shouts buy you a sandwich. Me. It was a fucking delicious sandwich. Yay Shouts to Thundercloud and, and the California Club. Garza took a bite of it and said, this isn't my sandwich. <laughs> and it was quite funny. It then said we, we club on the outside. Until right now. Well, I knew What's I said somebody Cali, else's sandwich. I believe. But it started with the C. I'm not mad. Garza's mind is in the club already. It's for, for Friday night. It is Friday night. night. Yeah, he's, he's already there. So the the deal with this one, Lillard had been kind of cold for the first couple of games, the last couple of games, I should say. Uh, he went for 32 points, including 17 in the third quarter. Um, that's kind of the difference. Like, McCollum's been playing consistently good all all the whole series. He had 30. The other really big one was Rodney Hood continues to pr- produce off the bench for them. He had a, a career playoff high, 25 points. That sweet lefty stroke. I mean, he's kind of having, like, the resurgence of his career mm-hmm. that he's been really needing. Like, the, the at, during his post-game uh, on-court interview, like, the crowd was going, Rodney, Rodney. Which probably he's never gotten in any place he's ever been in. Not since he left Duke. No. Yeah. I think that series, similar to the 76ers... Um, this 76er series. Yeah. I think both both series just feel like teams, the players aren't all that great. There's a lot of weak players where the home games are so important. Yeah. The role players players aren't showing up, right? uh, Right. When you're away, it's tough. Exactly. And I think both series, it comes down to who's going to have home court game seven. And I expect both home teams in game seven to win and win comfortably. Same. Yep. Uh, Jokic had 29 and 12, 29 points, 12 boards. Uh, I think he had like eight assists, so he narrowly missed a triple-double. Uh, Jamal Murray has really kind of turned his game around for the last couple of games. He had 24 points, 10 boards. So He's a great-looking basketball player. Jamal yeah. Murray is really, really good. Smooth. And he was so yeah. bad for the first like maybe six games of the playoffs. And ever yeah. since, uh, I think it was... The, the quadruple overtime, whenever that game was, that's when he really kind of turned his shit around. Yeah, the game where he was making all those free throws down the stretch. That, he, right. he went like 11-11 or 12-12 or something like that. Right. I mean, to stand up and not one of them touched the rim. 
They're right. all automatic. So, yeah, he's an impressive player. He was wet. <clears throat> yeah, he was wet. And then, uh, most importantly, let's talk tonight. Golden State at Houston. The Rockets are a seven-point favorite. No Kevin Durant. This is a big one. Who's What's the what's The window has opened. The opportunity is there for the Rockets. What's the spread, you say? Se- they are a seven-point favorite at home. Uh-huh. The Rockets are a seven-point favorite at home. Wow, that's a lot of points. It's, it is a lot of points for any playoff game, especially how close this is. I mean, it's a lot of points. Is there a, is, has there ever been a bigger line like that where Golden State have right. faced a bigger line the where there's seven-point point. dog? I don't know when the last time Golden I mean, State that's was seven-point That's got to be as high as it's ever gotten. Did uh, James Harden stop eating all that booty <laughs> and his eyes gone back to normal? Uh, I, I think there's a still there's remnants there's some remnants of some booty eating still in his eyes. You gotta eyes. pay if you're gonna eat the booty. Yeah. like it takes a couple weeks. Yeah, it's it's not an overnight kind of thing. Right. Worth it unless you have some kind of medication. At least he's that no longer uh, at least he's no longer eating Kardashian butt. He's out of that whole death circle. Yeah, that's you know not the, good. the the year he dated which one was it? Chloe. One of them. Two years ago. Yeah. He said that that was the single worst year of his life. <laughs> and this is the only guy one. who, when he was, he spent two years of his life homeless, living in a car. Yeah, yes. it's not and exactly just, a running endorsement for the no, Kardashians. No, one year of, <laughs> one year of that big booty wrecked him. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's a pretty consistent review that the the Kardashians get from basketball players. Yeah, like. Even like Chris Humphreys. Chris is he Humphreys dead? Houses, Does he yeah. still even breathe? No, he's dead. He yeah. didn't make it. Yeah, no, he didn't. He's dead. Uh, to answer your question earlier. The the Warriors opened as a five and a half point underdog. It's now gone to seven. That five and a half was the most points Golden State has been an underdog in the Steve Kerr era. Yeah, wow. the previous go. five was only three and a half, and well, now they're seven. The Warriors there are four go. and five straight up, uh, and against the spread as underdogs in the postseason. Yeah, and even without KD, as uh, our non basketball friend over here pointed out uh, earlier on, the Warriors record without KD is pretty stellar. Garza, do you know what? Can you remember what that stat was that you pulled out? I do believe it was a twenty-four and six. Yeah, something, something like that. Good. So, so they win regardless of whether they have KD or not. So, yeah, I think they just go back to their old the, yeah, the seasons old way, they right? had before KD where they was still there. Won they still won. Yeah, yeah, they just play their ball. We'll see if Curry's hands. The last kind of one better. more. The last time a two-time defending champion was as high as an underdog uh, was May twenty-first, nineteen ninety-one, when the two-time Underdog Piston or two-time champions Pistons were seven-point dog against uh, the Jordan Bulls. The same day Jordan won the MVP award. Uh, so I, this is that's a bit. It's been a long time. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. Was the Rodman Pistons? Yes, the bad, yeah, bad boys. boys. The bad boys. Bad boys. Uh, Does that again, resonate with you, Garza? One, one other. <laughs> You're a bad boy. That's how I live my life. <laughs> right. Over the last three seasons, the Warriors have played thirty-three total games without Kevin Durant, with Steph Curry, and Golden State. Anybody want to guess their record? Hundred percent. They're twenty nine and four. That's outrageous. Good. Yeah, that's outrageous. With average uh, winning by an average of twelve point six points per game. Yes, yeah, so they're good. Yeah, so Steph Curry can shoot that. That's we'll see how saying. that translates. Okay, one more ball. stat. This is this is good information here. Since Durant uh, arrived in Golden State, the Warriors have faced the Rockets four times without Kevin Durant. Steph played in all four of those games, and the Warriors went four and zero. Wow! Wow! wow. Uh, straight up and against the spread. So, but uh, Curry's missing layups. And Sprite commercialing his dunks and Harden, wide open. And Harden can see now. And, yeah, and Harden is recovered from his booty problems. Mm. Yeah, and debatable. Y- with KD out, you got to think that the 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 Rockers got to feel like they should have won one of those games. Oh, already in, in Golden State. Yes. Yeah. Especially, so. I, especially when KD went down in the last game. Yeah. So who who do you guys like tonight? We think the Rockets are going to do it. I hate to pick them because I feel like I'm jinxing them. I've gotten like everything I've predicted <laughs> wrong for the last week, but. I like the Rockets, man. Yeah, I like the Rockets, too. 
I like the Rockets in seven. I'll like say Rockets good. just so we can get to a game seven. I'm that right? go and then maybe I'll actually watch. I'm going to pick <laughs> the Warriors just to troll Houston and the people that listen. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. Warriors are going to get it done tonight in H-Town. I think Eric Gordon shows up. I think that he plays really well at home. I think he hits a bunch of threes, and I think that uh, Houston pushes this to we seven. We shall see. If, if it does go to seven, all three Sunday, all three game sevens will be Sunday, which is pretty awesome. Uh, the other two are already scheduled on Sunday. So happy so Mother's text, Day. So yeah, Mother's text your mother, let her know. You, you come you, over, watch this basketball. This is one. It's like, hey, mom, let's have breakfast because I'm going to be at the bar the rest of the day. I like it. Yeah, and hey, boss, I'm not coming to work on Monday. That's possible too, especially if they move this. This if Blazers you're neglecting Nuggets your responsibilities, game. you might as well go all in. Or maybe you don't have a job. They haven't day. scheduled you're the fine. Blazers Nuggets game. If it's scheduled, if it happens at nine thirty after the Golden State Ugh, game, that's brutal. Fuck, that's brutal. They should not do that. But for some reason, yeah, they East like Coast to do that, that game's ending at like one a.m. You think one of those games goes head to head with Game of Thrones? I hope not. I don't care. I know. Who that's why I asked you. I wanted to trigger you. Game Micah of has no, been triggered. One of them is already. Because, Micah's got uh, a nerd boner over there. Wait, hang on. Is Does Micah not watch Game of Thrones? No, he's Wait, not are we the only two people on the planet no, that don't watch many, Game of Thrones? Many, people You have don't a fucking accent. You're supposed well, to watch yeah, it. I guess they speak your language. More people, <laughs> twice <laughs> as many people watch the debut of Roseanne than have watched okay, any episode right. of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is for nerds, and it's a niche nerdy thing. And I'm not one of those nerds, so fuck you guys. Mike is a Roseanne warrior. The, Game of Thrones. That's not true either. Yes, Toronto, you are. The Toronto 76er Game 7 is scheduled for 7 o'clock Eastern, so 6 o'clock local our, our time. So it should be over in time for Game of Nerds. Yeah, Game of Nerds <laughs> is too much of a, uh, it feels like a documentary for me being Irish. It's it's too close to home. <laughs> just traumatic for Yeah, it's, there's just Vikings running and killing people and dragons, and that's kind of how it is. A lot of Ireland. snow. Yeah, a lot of snow, a lot yeah. of dragons. Yeah, a lot of people with long hair Dragon. and beards. So, yeah. Game of Thrones is tight. <laughs> dragon. Uh, okay. I, I know people were upset that there's not enough dragon on, on a certain podcast anymore. So I'll give you one. Ready? Dragon. Uh, okay, moving on. Baseball time. We are here with the Titan High crew. Titan Getting High. Let's get. Let's fucking get to it. Let's start right now with Chain of the Week. Who you got? You want to kick it off with Chain of the let's Week? Let's kick it off with Chain of the Week. Okay. For K- those who for those uh, who didn't listen last week, Chain of the Week is going to be a signature segment with the Titan High crew, in which they identify ball players in the major leagues that have absurd, ridiculous chains on. Wait. That's also, it. there's that's also the there's a criteria for these these players. Explain how cut like. These are guys coming, uh, just got their first contract. Like, they're no, kind of unknowns. No, no, Go no. ahead and explain. That's, that's not the criteria. The only criteria is okay. you can't have a broke-ass silver chain. Okay. <laughs> like, if you're in the major leagues, what the fuck are you doing buying silver? Okay, criteria well, you're not fucking poor. Word. What is the typical profile of a player who we feature? That's smart. There, yeah, we, go. there we go. Smarter. Okay. Yes. Definitely a uh, Latino, mm-hmm. majority of the time. Young, up and coming, not very well known. Okay, so those, and are, those are typical. That's your that's, core that's demo. Your tip, yeah, that's your atypical uh, chain of the week kind of nominee. Yeah, but the only criteria is no silver. Get that trash out of here. It's either gold or, or black, diamonds, black diamonds or a combination of the platinum. Tip. Looks like silver. Does that is platinum going to make? No, it? if it looks like silver, it tastes like silver. It's probably that's silver. silver. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've established the criteria and typical winners, yeah, who was our guy last week? What was his name? He, I, no, we forget Foxy. his name. Yeah. He's the guy from Miami. Yeah. No, we from Miami remember. Marlins. Yeah. Yeah. No idea who he is. No idea, but right, his well, chain is sick. It was well, a tight chain. <laughs> who, is, who is this week's uh, cow or chain of week? Cow! <laughs> <laughs> cow! 
Wow. There it is. Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna, my boy. From the Atlanta Braves, young up and coming. He's like 21, 22, and he's actually got multiple chains. Yeah. He, so that's just an even bigger bonus. If you got more than one. So we're going to post that on Instagram, right? We got to get a pic, and, and that's going on social media. Yep. I'm on Google Images as we speak. Okay, good. Yep, yep. Okay, moving on from Cal. I would be remiss. Wait, wait, I, I'm not quite done with Ronald oh, Acuna. Okay. Oh, shit. He's got some chains, boy. Ronald Acuna, signed, he has signed through 2026, eight years, $100 million. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the best young baseball players in the league. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? I can't wait to post this. Oh, this is absurd. He looks like Mr. I mean, T. That's, that's Deion that's all, Sanders. That's also prime oh, time. Oh, that's, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I've seen, I recognize that. <laughs> of course, he has just This is like a 1987 well. picture that's, of Deion Sanders. It says Ronald Acuna Jr. in bold font on his face. Yeah, that's not This motherfucker was born in 1990. That's how much, and he's got a hundred million dollars guaranteed to him. Yeah, but that was actually a terrible sign by him because he should have held out for the next four years, gone to his arbitration, and he would have gotten paid. That's how much Brad knows about baseball, by the way, in the majors, huh? Yeah, I was just about to say he looks like Dion with like Astroglide baseball. He finished second in the MVP voting last season as a rookie. Yeah, won the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, this is not a person I was familiar with. Oh, now you get get familiar. Get familiar with that whole Brave squad because they're all coming up. You there, and that's right, and, and that's uh, Ozzy Alves. Right, so Alves. Alves on the left in that picture. So he's only making uh, 560k this year, but he's got 100 million coming to him, so he can afford. He's it. got 200 thousand on his neck right now. Yeah, Chains. wait, wait, wait till exactly. that contract comes through, and then see what kind of chains he's rocking. He won't be able to run around the bases. That was a fantastic chain of the week. Thank you, Ronald Acuna, your cow chain of the week. Nice, Micah. Thank you. you kind of sound like Flava Flav a little bit. Mm. Okay. No. Yeah. All right, next, we're going to get on yeah, to... He's, um, he's seen two six, 276 with uh, seven home runs this year. Yeah. He's, 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 he'll we'll get there. All right, next. Most importantly, heavy chain. Go ahead. We are, sorry, we are going to talk about Albert Pujols. Well, yes, absolutely. Albert Pujols this week became only the third player ever to reach 2,000 RBIs. Yeah. Guesses on the other two. I got nothing. I'm Hank saying... Aaron, Correct. And Barry Babe, Bonds. Babe Ruth? Oh. Nope. Nope. McGuire. Williams. Nope. Nope. Dave uh, All right. A Rod. A Rod. A Rod. A Rod. Second boy, all time. 2086 and Hank Aaron, 2297. Do we have a confirmed age on pool holes? 39. He looks like he's about to And he's 90. got like three of, more years. But there's and, also yeah. like several question marks behind that because he's. Because he's, he's a giant, large man. Well, there, there's and questions about the, in the he era. might have lied about has altered his birth certificate or something. There oh, was about his age. Yes. Yeah. So you think he's older than 30? Yeah, he's probably like 45. Yeah, there's there's some conjecture about that. Well, he, well, I mean, in that case, he's probably going to be playing until he's 50 then because he's still owed yeah, he's an monster. inordinate amount of money. Enormous amount of money from, from, the, from, the, from Anaheim. And, uh, but he's still semi-producing. He's still, you know, he's still up there hitting home runs. He's not at the level that he used to be, but... Um, some of their, you know, let's talk about some of our favorite Albert Pujols moments. My favorite, oh my I'll start, not was, the ledge one. Oh yeah, my God. it's I, the I number one it. moment in, in Albert Pujols' career. Ugh. He ended the career of Brad Lidge. Uh, I, think I, that, that, I think that ball is still flying. It is. It is. A funny story, actually, from that game was that was game five. Um, and This is when he was in St. Louis. Yeah, this is 2006 um, yeah. NLCS, and it was game five. Uh, Houston were up 3-1. So it was 4-2, bottom of the ninth, two outs. Pujol came up. Pujol, sorry, top of the ninth. Uh, Pujols came up and uh, hit a monstrous, monstrous home run, which I 
everyone can remember. But um, so then that night, then both teams had to get in the plane and fly to St. Louis for game six. Right. The pilot on the uh, Houston Astros plane, the pilot, as they get to cruising altitude, he says, uh, I'd like to welcome everyone on the plane. And we're cruising at 33,000 feet. And if you look at your left window, you can see the baseball that Bob uh, <laughs> Pujols just hit on the Houston Astros plane. I thought that was a Have that I was told a good the story, story about the Jaeger bombs on this podcast yet? Uh, we haven't told okay, the story. Okay, so let me, let me do this Brad, for you real quick. Uh, Brad and I were at a date party That's uh, right. the night of this game. No, we not a mention, date rape party. No, a date okay. party. No, the Astros, okay. of course, just to be clear for those who are young, don't remember this, the Astros lost game five, but did win game six and yes. went to the World Series. And got swept by the White and Sox. And then got swept but by also, the White And if the, some of the uh, younger listeners don't know who Brad Lidge is, he was like the preeminent closer in the league for several Dominant. years at this point. He Dominant. went on and actually he ha- he lost. He had two losses in the World Series in four of those games. Lidge lost two of them. So, yeah, he went on. He had an awful World Series. He had an awful 20, 2007 and his career. And then just fell off. So, Micah and I go to Missouri. St. Louis, obviously, there's a million St. Louis fans in Missouri. Micah and I are rooting for the Astros. We're also at a date party, a fraternity date party. So this bar is completely loaded to the brim with Cardinals fans screaming in, in me and Micah's face <laughs> as this is going down. And we're dishing it back just as hard, especially Micah, because Micah was, was not about to back down. He had been drinking a little Total bit. Total goon. Yeah. So I'm the social chair, right? And I, I've got the... That fits. I've got the check Can to I, pay b- for the bill at the Before we get to that part, let okay. me tell you about uh, how I remember it. Okay, so it, it was a date dash party. That's you right. No, I have no idea. I'm, so, I'm Irish, remember? Okay, I have no right, idea. So what in the is. frat, we, we called a frat meeting. I believe Brad, as social chair, did this. And this is at like three in the afternoon. Like yeah. everybody meeting the, or four, whatever. Day everybody, the party. A everybody bunch of guys in backwards hats and button downs. Yeah, yeah everybody together. meeting. A lot of boat shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Okay. We were all, all drinking out of red cups yeah. And, yeah, and boat shoes. So we come down there, and then somebody walks in and just hands, starts tossing uh, uh, natties to everybody. It's like, we got a date dash party tonight. Everybody no shotgun a, a beer. Coming up. So get a date. You know, find a date right now. Meet at the Heidelberg at seven o'clock. You got three hours. Yeah, go you got three hours to find a date. Let's fucking go. Right, and you Astros can't find versus a date. And, yeah. Cardinals well, coming up. So I, I, uh, I end up finding a very attractive lady. Of course. Perhaps the the most attractive woman I, I've ever uh, ever been near in my life. Okay, is that in, right? In Columbus, Missouri. other than your fiance, obviously. <laughs> other, than, <laughs> other than the yes, woman, of course, that you're other than the one to. that I'm, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. But okay, just a, a smoking hot twenty two year old. Okay. Mm. And and I, you know I was pretty good looking, but she was she was way out of my league. But I've got like, got my arm around her, and we're talking. And then like as the game stretches on, the Astros are ahead, and so now it's like the fourth inning. And somebody comes over to me. I'll, he'll remain nameless, and comes up to me like I got my arm, my left arm around this girl. No, no, no. no, no. This, this Cardinals fan comes into my right ear and goes, "Fuck you, Micah. You're not a fucking real fan. Fuck you. Fuck Houston. Fuck Texas. I hope you fucking die tonight." And, I'm and like, he was serious. And I'm. I'm just like, bro, I'm I'm trying to work something here. So yeah. I just let it go. I didn't say anything. Now it's like the seventh inning. Another guy comes up to me. She's like, fuck you. You don't care about, you're not from fucking Houston. Why the fuck would you care about the Astros? I hope you fucking die. Shove Hard. your cowboy boots up your fucking yes. ass. You fucking Same pussy. people are dying. Fuck huh? you. And I'm like. It was, it was mean. Okay. It was mean All spirit. Right, guys. Yeah, that's right. So and then, we were winning, so we didn't mind. So then. Well, okay. So then you can get back okay. to where you were. So I've, I've paid the bill up front. But I still have all the checks and stuff. So I'm like paying for whatever the extra tab is. And as you guys kind of framed it up, uh, Pujols comes up, Lidge is pitching, and Pujols just 
murders this ball. Hang, hanging slider. And I mean, and it was hit so you hard. Lidge's head went into his hands. Like, literally, the roof of the bar exploded off people. Yeah. It's so fucking nuts. Yeah. And they were, like, dumping beers on me and Micah and screaming <laughs> our face. Literally just, like, walking up to us and pointing, like, one inch away. Yeah. Like, God, Fuck you. And I was like, shouldn't you be celebrating? Why are you yelling at so, me? No so, worse feeling. So then, Cardinals fans are the fucking worst. They the really president, are. I'll agree with that. The president of the fraternity goes up to the bar and he Chipnotic. says, We'll take 200 Jaeger bombs, put them on that fucking guy. And he pointed at me because I had the social check. Oh, and I was wow. like, oh my fucking wow. God. So, yeah, what, what, that stinks. what does that run you? Like 200 bucks in Columbia? <laughs> yeah, there it's a dollar Jaeger bomb. Something like that. I don't, I don't know. It's probably like actually like 25 bucks because everything in Columbia is like 30 cents. But, yeah. anyways. I, I those were the worst Fuck shots you. I've ever paid for. I think. Yeah. But well, it, so that was the, my number one Pujols uh, career moment. Garza, do you have any other moments that you like? Well, I was going to go ahead and just do a deep dive into some of these oh, insane yeah, some of the statistics yeah, I'd that Alec Pujols has put up over his career. Mind blowing. So you know he's third all time RBIs. He is currently twenty one home runs shy of Willie Mays for fifth all time home wow. runs six hundred thirty nine. That's so many. Um, he got on. so he recorded his first RBI April 6, two thousand and one, and in his rookie season he drove in a hundred and thirty. Wow, hundred and thirty RBIs rookie year Who, as a rookie. He's probably like thirty then. What, did he lead the league in RBIs? Uh, he's only led the league one time wow. in RBIs. That's crazy. But he is the second player in history. To tally a hundred plus RBI in his first ten seasons, first ten machine. seasons hundred plus. That's incredible. So yeah, I'm not. I'm Albert. I'm not the machine. He is in fact an RBI machine. Yeah, absolutely. He's a monster. Isn't he? he has fourteen seasons with a hundred plus RBI, tied with a Rod for wow. first all time. Wow. And sixteen seasons of ninety plus RBI, tied with Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron. first wow. all time. That's incredible. Eleven time All Star. He's off to a pretty good start this year, too. Yeah, he's decent. I, I mean, the other person that he's kind of in the similar boat with is uh, Miguel Cabrera. Obviously, Cabrera, one of those big-time hitters, older guy on a huge contract. But Cabrera is kind of going the wrong way quickly. He's not producing at all, and he's actually started to blame it on some of his teammates this year, saying that because they're kind of crappy, I'm not getting any pitches hit. But yeah, Pujols is kind of holding strong. You know, but you can, you can, you know, these big, massive contracts, they just never turn out great for the baseball teams. And these old guys, they just end up getting paid and they're not really doing hard. And long. I always try to explain. He's signed through 2021. 2021, yeah. and he's still owed like so 70 owed million. 30 plus. Yeah. He signed a 10 year, $240 million deal. Yeah. Which actually, I mean, I mean, when he was that guy, 30, he's not worth 24 million now at, thir- at, 39 right, allegedly but, but that contract apparently now, he told a, a podcast that uh that he might have like alleged that he was like back when i was 13 and that was 28 years ago like he said he's 42 on accident, oh, well, on well, accident. I'm, I'm by mistake. <laughs> so uh, i can believe it i always try to you, try to explain will. to people that you know were younger and they didn't get to see him like how dominant of a force he was yeah. just well power numbers Home runs, driving guys average. in, hitting three thirty. Yeah. yeah, it was incredible. Like he did that for in a very long situations. time. Situations like he, yeah. You could, oh yeah, just him his, talk you his baseball reference page. I'm just staring at it. is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, he's inc- he incredible. incredible. He's old now, so it's kind of hard to to get it. But maybe like I don't know, doing what Mike Trout's doing right now, but with more power. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, more power, less bags. Yeah. Hey, did you okay? 
So sorry. So the, one other point I wanted to add to that two thousand RBI. Um, he it was a solo home run. He hit it, home it was last night or the other night. But the uh, the fan who caught the ball in the stands. So right now there's there's an ongoing kind of battle to get the baseball back. Obviously he's only the third player to ever do it. So it's a very important baseball. The fan has turned down four different cash offers for the baseball. He and he was a he's a Detroit Tigers fan. Not even <laughs> not even a you know a big Pujols fan, Cardinals or Anaheim uh, Angels. But turned down four offers and he says he doesn't want money. He says he's not going to give it back. He wants to keep it. So that what boy. a fucking cunt that guy is. Every, everybody's so. got a price exactly, exactly. you, you offer him enough money he'll give yeah, it up exactly how Let's much do you want a Pujols that's kind of what he's saying I've got a question for you guys here's a little trivia if I told you Albert Pujols is the career all time leader in baseball in one category what do you think that category would be he's done this more than any other player in baseball most walk off home runs no no I don't know I saw these it is uh Double plays grounded into. <laughs> <laughs> well, you so, ever seen the guy run? That makes yeah. total sense. So that's not First one he's in nineteen thirty-three. Not so foot. They're not putting that on his home run on his uh, Hall of Fame plaque. Is what you're saying? No, that's probably not something okay. that that uh, he's proud of. But it is kind of funny that you know when you play that long, yeah. right? Exactly. Everybody. I think I heard Tim Kirchin say like if you, if you play more than fifteen years in, in the big leagues, like you you own one record. It's guaranteed. Right. Like right. It may be a weird one, and that that's kind of a weird one for an all-time great player. But Yeah, I mean, there are tons of pitchers that pitch in their 40s, you know, where they have lots of wins, but they also led the league in losses, right? It's kind yeah. of stats like that, that. That just happens when you play a long time. And I saw I saw, it made me, I saw this stat, too, and it made me think because me and Peter were talking the other day about, um, oh, because CeCe Sabathia just got to 3,000 strikeouts, mm-hmm. and we're talking about who the all-time leaders. <laughs> and Randy Johnson was uh, either one or two on that list for yeah. lefties. And Albert Pujols' career slash line off Randy Johnson, average 458, OBP 500, slugged 1208. That's incredible. Absolutely. Oh, he hit 500 off one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Yeah, that's incredible. Like the dude is, he's a machine. Yeah, he is. Um, All right, what what do we want to talk about next, Garza? Well, I I always like to talk about how fucking awesome the Astros are. Yeah, Astros keep winning. Um, what I wanted to, to talk about was uh, how the hell Dallas Keuchel is still not pitched up. Former Astros pitcher. Um, He's unsigned, right? Unsigned. Yeah, still unsigned. A lefty who's won a lot of baseball games, won a lot of big baseball games. Great I know beard. Was, yeah, fantastic oh. beard. Sick tats. From Steve. another fellow uh, bearded gentleman. Um, he... Yeah, he's won a lot of big baseball games. I know his velocity's down, felt kind of down last year, but he could definitely help a team. Isn't, so, isn't a Keuchel a sex toy? What am I, I thinking about? I don't know where your head's know. at. Was it, we we you, mentioned you the did go, You did go to Mizzou with Micah, so who yeah, knows? You were looking at Garza okay. when you said right. that. Oh, Garza's kind of my, yeah. my expert on these yeah. things. Oh, you can call me Keiko. So, Peter, I did, <laughs> I, did, I did a little research on this. Okay. okay? and Because we're, we're asking, like, what, do, what is he yeah. asking for? He must have some yeah, extraordinary asking price. He, he said he is using market analytics data from front offices that wow. determine his value. Wow. He's gotten several offers that are what he feels is below his market value, yeah, and he turns sense. them down. But I also found out this, told you earlier, that along with signing him is attached a draft pick compensation. So if a team wants to sign him before this year's draft, they also they have to give, give up, up a high draft pick. Is there a... 
is there a limit on how high a, a pick is it their first pick that they have or is it, there you, it you didn't, didn't say, say but okay. i imagine it's probably like a top five round pick yeah if it's that important because once you get past top five rounds it's not really that important so how yeah many it's got to be rounds high. are there in this there's like the four thousand. Uh, i think it's 60 60 rounds in the draft yeah uh-huh. there's a lot um okay so in kimbrell same situation with him that's why yeah. he's not signed however if a team waits until after this year's draft, draft pick compensation no longer applies. Yep. They can sign them just for whatever the contract is. So I believe as soon as the draft is over this year, Keiko and Kimbrell will be on a roster helping somebody win some ball games. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that statement. What else you got? Uh, actually, one thing I wanted to talk about was last night, the Yankees, Yankees just ended a series with the uh, Seattle Mariners. But in last night's game... Um, Yankees won 3-1. J.A. Happ uh, was pitching lefty, pitching for the Yanks. And he threw, he was pitching to D. Gordon, who had some choice words to say post-game. He uh, he threw a couple fastballs high inside, and they got really, really close to his head. Uh, one of them actually, st- one of them smacked uh, D. Gordon on the wrist, and he felt, you know, hit the ground. It looked pretty dramatic. Um, but D Gordon's was D Gordon was trying to say that listen if you can't hit you can't throw that pitch if 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 you can't hit that pitch you can't throw that pitch right I got a family I got kids to feed I don't know how would you feel about that Garza so I saw some of the pit they weren't at his head no they weren't they weren't, they at weren't his that head. close to his head they were he's a small guy they were well. they were uh, high and tight or yeah. tight and high, tight and high however you, you want to say it yeah um, look. That's just him being a little pussy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Dude, baseball players these days are so fucking soft. You yeah. can't break up a double play. You can't yeah. run over the catcher. You right. can't do shit. It's, so if, in pitchers, you have to pitch inside. They didn't call, and we always say, move the feet. So there are pitches, you call it, move the feet. And that's right. what you want to do. You want to make them jump out of the way, get them uncomfortable. Otherwise, they sit there, they lean over, and they drive baseball. So yeah. for him... He's just doing his job. He's throwing hard. He's throwing in. He's not throwing at you. He's not throwing at your head. No, especially it was, get a, over it, it was a one-run game at the time. Jay Hap was dealing. He had full control. Yeah. Um, so there's no way he was trying to hit him. So is he our pussy of the week? Our pal? Oh. oh yeah, did we, we just come up with a new segment? Yeah, I think segment. that might just happen. I, I love that. Then, yeah, then I'll give it to T. Gordon. It's also his fault he weighs 130 fucking pounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That if he gets pussy. hit by a baseball, probably breaks him in half. And maybe that's, that's missed more time in the I, weight room. Exactly. I don't respect that look either in baseball you got to be fucking jacked yoked juiced out of your mind or just be a big fucking donkey on first base yeah. those are my two if you're or, if you're a little skinny bitch get out of here you got altuve and pedroia who are just hard as nails cunts as we say in ireland and they 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 bring it every day wait is that a is that a positive thing oh yeah hard as nails cunts yeah it's that's a, an extreme positive thing okay yeah, i'll yeah. remember that if you ever call me that because i'm pretty yeah, hard it's a famous line it's a famous line from an irish movie um and uh, for a cult kind of irish movie called intermission and uh yeah it's a great yeah, thing I'll, I'll that, little, but i guarantee you he's pretty jacked yeah no, he's, he's just yeah, one he little ball of muscle but he brings it every day yeah you know, has got a if you huge call somebody shot. that in america you might just that's be like fact. hey <laughs> that's that's yeah, a problem you gotta explain this conversation is off the fucking rails right now you got anything else on baseball uh no that's it i, I, I just want to touch got. on how, damn, how amazing good segment. how amazing pool holes is hey that that analysis of the the high and tight pitch and what, what I will his say, job is that's yeah. great yeah, i will say this very confidently this show's been going for like three years now brad and i have been doing it for like nine months that is far and away the best baseball segment in the history of this program well thank you very much hey. god that was good you know what else is good What's my that? lisa mattress mm. 
Everybody has the right to rest. The key to getting the best rest, the right mattress. Meet Lisa with two awesome mattresses, accessories, and bases for better, deeper rest. The all-foam Lisa mattress is new and improved. And you could also sleep on the hybrid Sapira mattress, which Brad and I both sleep on, not together. It's the perfect combination of foam and spring for pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. From day one, Lisa set out to create a company with heart. That's why they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. To date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses more than, than through more than 1,000 nonprofits. That's a lot of free mattresses. That's a lot of people that are sleeping on mattresses that wouldn't have, wouldn't have otherwise. Thank you, Lisa. And now you can get a Lisa mattress or a Superior mattress or some dope pillows or a base or whatever you want at lisa.com slash bdc. Let me say that again, lisa.com slash BDC, or use the promo code BDC at checkout to save 15% off anything uh, made by our friends at Lisa. L-E-E-S-A dot com slash BDC. All right, it's time for the Hockey Minute with Peter the Irish yes, guy. Yes, yes. Peter, yeah. uh, what's happening in hockey? Yeah, real quick update on the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I've been harping on about how good the playoffs have been this year. Um, so many overtime games, so many game sevens already. At, we're at the uh, championship, uh, the conference championship round at the moment. We got the Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes. They played game one last night. Uh, the Boston Bruins won five two. Scor- Not crush. Yeah, f- well, they scored four goals late uh, in the third period, so it was a close game. It was a gr- really good game. Boston have probably one of my favorite guys to watch on the ice. Um, their captain. Uh, Chara, he is the tallest NHL player, the tallest player to ever play in the NHL in the history of the NHL. How tall is he? He's man? six foot nine. It's it's pretty impressive he's to watch. Like is that nine like, feet tall. On is that six? Stage? Oh yeah, he's six six six. that's six foot nine in his bare feet. He's a, he's a scary, scary gentleman. He's from like Serbia or Slovakia or somewhere as well. So yeah, Eastern European, six foot nine, and on uh, on skates, it's it's a pretty scary uh, thought. But yeah, he's awesome. I, I, I like Boston to kind of get to the uh, Stanley Cup finals. They seem to be the best team. They have uh, they have guys that have been there before. They've won a couple of Stanley Cups before. So I like them. In the other series, you got the St. Louis Blues and you have the San Jose Sharks. So uh, that series is going to be fun. Lots of goals, two attacking teams. Uh, I think I'd like to see San Jose, uh, the St. Louis come through on that one. Uh, we got game one of that tonight. So I'll be watching that game. But, uh, yeah, I like the Boston Bruins to make it to the Stanley Cup finals, and I, I think I like the Bruins, Bruins to win it all. There you go. You've heard it here first. May 10th, Nicely Peter done. the Irish guy takes the Bruins. On May yep. 9th, that was yesterday, I took the uh, the Toronto Raptors to win the NBA championship. A lot of, a lot of predictions like going it. around this. We should be putting down, like, uh, uh, like, sticky notes like they do on Inside the NBA anytime Shaq says something crazy. Right. Anyway, uh, moving on. Thank you, Peter. That was an excellent hockey minute. Perhaps the best hockey segment in the history of this program. (laughs) Arguable. And now it's time for America's favorite golf segment. We have another 10 minutes to record, and it is the butter cut. I like how you threw that in. Brad and Peter the Irish. You're already rushing me, huh? Welcome to the butter cut. Hello, friends. You got to start with that. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. Joe Jim Nancy. I like it. So we're this week, uh, PGA Tour is in Dallas at Trinity Forest Golf Club for the AT&T Byron Nelson. This one will be short, luckily, for Micah. Uh, it's a pretty weak field. It's a week before uh, the PGA Championship, so people are th- the only players that are in it right now are, are people just trying to kind of firm their game up for the major next week. Pete, uh, Gars, have, have you guys been to the, uh, the, the Byron Nelson? 
I have, I have actually. Yes. Be, I have been to the Byron Nelson. Sorry, a couple of times, and I've actually played um, Trinity Forest Golf Club. I played it in the Texas State Open uh, a couple of years ago. It was the first big event that they that they host there. So, so this I played is perfect. Trinity Forest. Yeah. So it's a link style course, yeah. which. I feel like you would have a much better yes, feel for it than any of us. Yes, I have a lot of experience. Yeah, a lot Why of don't you tell us what link style course means? So link style course normally means that it's beside the sea. Obviously, we're in Dallas, so we're not beside the sea. Not so much. That's why it's a link style course. Uh, it's sand-based golf course, which uh, it just me- normally it means it plays hard and fast. You won't have a lot of trees. You'll have long fescue grass in the rough. Um, and you can you can play a lot of like run up shots and it, basically they're, they're, they're flatter they're hill- flatter yeah. a little kind of hillier and designed kind of to play in the wind which you get a lot of wind in Dallas perfect yeah but um, yeah Trinity it's it's a really nice golf course it's a Ben Crenshaw a local Austin Austin guy it's a Crenshaw and core design um, but yeah I enjoyed playing there the gr- they actually have the largest green in North America. Yeah, that's Gi- one of the signature of, yeah. of Link styles that they have ginormous greens. Ginormous greens, yeah. There's one of the greens is like, I don't know, 36,000 square foot, but I, which is outrageous. It's right. a double green, and um, it's it's a double green with, I think it's 3 and 11 or something like that. But Yeah, they share the same green. Yeah, they just put right. two flags in it. Uh, but yeah, I like the golf course. They, they take it really deep there. When the wind doesn't blow 30 miles an hour, then it's easy. It's fairly easy. Even if it does blow 30 miles an hour, the fairways are massive. Yeah. So you've guys just bombing it. And, um, you know, when the fairways are massive like that, they're going to go deep. So the course is wet this week. It's been raining a whole bunch in yep. Texas. Uh, uh, let me ask you another question. Yep. And this one's for Gars and Pete. This this tournament specifically, as the three of us have been to the Byron, mm-hmm. uh, Garza, tell me about the women you've seen at the Byron <laughs> Nelson. Because that's really the draw, not the golf. Am I right? Yeah, the women are, sorry, Garza, to inter- to to take this, but uh, I did, I, I, my first experience being from Ireland, sorry, I got to, I got to talk about this. Go ahead, my go first ahead, experience being from, it was actually sorry. the first ever PJ Tour No, yeah, I'll wait, I'll okay. wait, go ahead. It was the first ever PJ Tour tournament that I went to, and uh, being from Ireland, it was incredible. It's like going to a nightclub. You got little skirt, shirts, uh, sh- short skirts and high heels, and it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the the number of, uh, you know what, I'm going to talk over you too, Gars. The number of <laughs> women in high heels at this golf tournament is absurd. It's, inc- it's incredible. Like, it, there are beautiful women at most PGA events, I'm sure. When the, the, the uh, match play comes to Austin, there are babes walking around. Not that I'm looking, but I know that that's sure, the thing. Sure, sure, sure. You have eyes. But no one is walking around in high heels. At the Nelson, everyone is. It's amazing. Wouldn't you just stick into the into the ground? Especially with wet, wet you, conditions. You think that you would, however... A lot of these women in high heels, they're not actually walking the actual golf course. A lot of them are hanging around the quote-unquote suites. The suites, the hospitality tents, having cocktails. There's not a lot of golf watching going on from these More women More valet in high car heels. parking. Yeah, exactly. It's valet car well, parking. Guys, first same. of all, let's just get to the root of this thing. It's in Dallas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You could go to the fucking farmer's market <laughs> and you got dimes running around Very in true. high heels. heels yeah, yeah. High true. heels, short Chicks shorts. Are, uh, it's absurd. S- people selling fruit in, in high heels. Titties in popping out your turtleneck. Yeah. Okay, okay. So before everybody in America buys tickets to Dallas, let's get back to golf here. Oh, okay. do we have to? Come on, yeah. real quick. Here we go. Up. We made guards wait five minutes. And you got more? You got off. more farmer's market? I did want to mention. More, actually, more than golf, yeah. Hang on, I did want to mention something. We, we were talking about um, extravagant or outlandish bets being made earlier, right? And that was kind of going to lead in. I don't know. Did you see the guy who he won? So he won like one point something million dollars on. Oh on no, Tiger. I didn't see this. So, so this gentleman, he lives in somewhere in the Midwest, so area somewhere. Lives at home with his mother and father. He uh, 
he flew out to Vegas mm-hmm. and he put around $85,000 on Tiger to win the Masters. Oh, I did. Every penny yeah. that he had. He won just over $1.2 million. Well, mm-hmm. he's back and he's made another crazy bet. What is it? He flew back to Vegas yeah. and he put 100000 of his $1.2 million that he had on Tiger to win all four majors this season. What an idiot. With the return. That's, that's a huge waste of money. It's a massive waste of money. The, he didn't get great odds either. What, what we, the, the odds that he yeah, got. Yeah, the odds were great. It was 100 to 1. He's going to win $10 million if he does but the odds should be a thousand. Hold, hold on, hold on. The homeboy has eighty thousand dollars to make a bet, but he lives at home with his parents. Yes, he's in his because he's he like in his forties. I think he was some kind of a stockbroker, and he. I think he he wasn't doing great. He had to go something like that. Was was that, his story? No, that sounds weird. Yeah, it was a little bit of a weird well, story. Shouts to that guy. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, so carrying on with the bet theme, uh, they said that for this particular tournament. Uh, They've got Tony Romo playing it, yeah. famous ex-Cowboys quarterback. He is the Made most, of glass. The most bets that have come in are for Tony Romo <laughs> to win this tournament, <laughs> which is fucking outrageous. Like, you are burning your money if you bet on Tony Romo to win this fucking thing. He was thing. like 10,000 to one, was he not? I don't know what the the I mean, odds he was ten thousand to one to win. Romo shot a seventy six in day one. Is that right? Yeah, He's something like yeah. seven over right now. Yeah, he shot seventy six, which is five he over made par. An eagle a, at some point. Yeah, it's a par. It's a par seventy one. To put that into perspective. The guy who's leading the tournament right now, Sung Kang, is nine under for the round, and he's through fifteen holes. So like he could easily get to ten under. Like yeah. he's crushing the course right yeah, now. So the, if you're- the golf course isn't difficult. It's still pretty impressive. I think what Ramo did. He was after he made eagle on it was seven maybe. He was two under. This is through, yeah, he was two under through eight yesterday. Mm. Uh, he made a double on nine, but turned an even par par ten, eleven, twelve. So he was still even through twelve. I mean. That's pretty it's impressive. It's admirable as it's not your actual profession. 15-year starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. That's pretty impressive that he's on the PGA Tour doing that. Oh, so his back's not good enough to play quarterback, <laughs> but his back's good enough to fucking swing a golf club? I think he's I worried mean, about his brains. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, I listen, he's not going to end up in a wheelchair if he continues to play golf. Let's put it that way. I think he's just going to do his Romo Damas thing in the in the booth and yeah. hit golf balls when he feels like it, and life's going to be pretty good. He's yeah, going to be married to a not? beautiful lady, and, and life goes on. Exactly. And that. Shouts to my friend Candy. Yeah, I was yep. say she went to Missouri. Yeah, yeah, we knew her. We used to anchor the newscast together. She was Miss Missouri. I, I wasn't Mister Missouri, but I wish I was. <laughs> uh, unofficial. Yeah, unofficial. That's right. That's just what I was known as. Yeah. But I never won the official top. Go ahead, Brad. And that concludes the butter. God damn! Another great, another great segment today. Hey, guess what? We've got a hotline. 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. Call the hotline. Ask us a question. Uh, give us a take. Yell. Do whatever you. Do whatever the fuck you want. We don't. We really don't care. Uh, one call this week, and I'm glad. Well, we had one. We played one yesterday. We have another one that we're going to play today, and I feel like it's something that uh, I'm glad Pete and Gars are here to help us with this. Uh, let me pull it up. Here it is. This is a question about the XFL. Hey boys, this is Sean from Tacoma, Washington. I just got done listening to the last podcast, and I'm just wondering why I should give a fuck about the XFL. Like, I want to care. I do. I really do. I want football all the time, every day, if I fucking could get it. But I just need a reason to care. Like, okay, some fucking guys from college didn't get drafted. Now they want a second chance. But besides, like, the the rehab stories or whatever, like, I want branding. I'm not seeing anything anywhere of, like, who's my local team? I couldn't even fucking name a single one. And uh, I think that's a big issue. So I guess my question is, why the fuck should we care if, like, we can't even name a single team? 
Anyway, love the pod. Talk to you guys later. Those are Garza. Here we go. Fantastic questions. Give me one reason to care about the XFL. Because he hate me. He's making a comeback. Okay. Is that true? And just to no, be clear, okay, because he's be like ninety, right? Yeah. Now. Just Do you remember clear, he our, me our friend from he's Washington. He, he didn't say if he was Washington State or Washington D.C. He said Tacoma, Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there's so. a team in Seattle. You have been well, there you go. And they're playing. I think they're playing at the the stadium that the the Seahawks play at. I would imagine it'll be rather empty then. And Jim Zorn, former uh, Redskins head coach and Seahawk, great. Uh, is your head coach? Yeah, it'll be the eleven and a half man. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be half full stadium. Right. Yeah, it is at Century Link Field. I, I think it's hard to have anything to care about in the XFL. I think he's kind of lying to himself though in something that he said. He said that he wants football every day and all the time if he can get it. I think that's the problem. I think we don't we don't actually want football every day. I think everyone loves football, but you need time off. You need to build the anticipation of the you first game of the surplus. season. No, you can't. The reason everyone loves the NFL and college football is because there is a break and it builds up that that Limited need quantities. and that want. Right, and and then oh my god, it's open week all of a sudden again, and that's why it's fantastic. If it was all day, twenty four seven, three sixty five days a year, everyone would get sick of it. There you have it. Oh, I'm all in. We we are. The official XFL podcast. Hey, that was a thoughtful call, though. <laughs> if we the really XFL appreciate will it. write us a check, we will make this show 100% is, XFL. Is, is Vince McMahon still yeah, he's the head? Yeah. You saw that the, all the, the TV deals that they got yeah. last week. We talked about it last week. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, that's a big step for They've them. They've got Bob Stoops. He's, yeah, they got he's the coach, coach Bob Stoops. and the GM yeah. of the Dallas team. What, what's the Dallas team name? They don't. They haven't named the teams yet. That's they just have Because we're still a year out, right? Yeah, yeah, 2020. They got all this PR going. You should have your names and like things ready so that people can start building it's, interest in storylines. The Houston team has not named a coach or a general manager. Or have players. Most of the other teams, yeah, well, that too. But most of the other <laughs> teams have at least like a, a coach and a, G, and a GM. Uh, anyway, so there, there it is. That was our hotline. Call it. Ask us questions about anything or the XFL, whatever. 800-392-6344. We said we were going to do 20 to 30 minutes. We are now at 50 minutes. Told you. These Last. guys got to get back to work. We have done it. Gars, if the people wanted to follow you on social media, where would you send them? Uh, Titan High. We're still working on that one. Okay, yeah, we're going to create the Titan yeah, we High need, account. We're going to do that we next. We should probably do that right now. And uh, Pete, where can the people follow you? You can follow me at, at Peter the Irish Guy. There it is. Easy peasy. Brad, what about you? Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. Michael, where can they follow you? Of course, at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. Or hit us, uh, again, hit that hotline, 800-392-6344, at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. We're bringing hot fire there. And and buy yourself a fucking Lisa mattress, lisa.com slash BDC. This this has been a production of MWBK Creative and Sales. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.